Sabbath Law, challenging insurance giants in trucking and all personal injury cases throughout northern New England. Your fight becomes ours. Justice awaits. Visit sabbethlaw.com to learn more about how we can help you today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Down to Business. I am your host, Amanda Andrews, Managing Editor for New Hampshire Business Review, joined by Mike Cody, the Editor for New Hampshire Business Review and New Hampshire Magazine. Thanks, Amanda. Joining us today, we have guest Jamie Simchik, who is the co-founder of Launch New Hampshire. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Um, Let's begin. I would love to learn a little bit more about what Launch New Hampshire does because you're very much within the ecosystem of entrepreneurs and startups, um, which is, you know, uh, an industry that we like to look at every now and again. So I was wondering if you could give us a little lowdown on what it is Launch NH does. Yeah, sure. So we we kind of came out of the co-working space that we have in Concord, New Hampshire. We um, we have what I call the Planet Fitness Effect. We we had a lot of people there. Sorry, we had a lot of people signed up and we were doing great on revenue, but not a lot of people there. So we reached out to the New Hampshire Tech Alliance to see if they were going to be continuing their accelerator. And, and at that time, I think it was a bandwidth thing. They, they did not. So we were really excited to sort of figure out how we could support startups in the state. Mm. And we partnered with this group out of Houston, um, SoftTech, and I can you know go into that in more detail. And essentially the goal was provide an accelerator for uh, startups in New Hampshire and also get them funded. And so we are you know leveraging that, that great partnership um, to try to put six uh, companies in New Hampshire um, a year through that program. What do you what do you tend to look for when you're looking, you know, who to fund and who to kind of put through the process? Yeah, no, great question. So, given our relationship with SoftTech, they are they have a um, a venture studio, mm. a venture fund, but they are a software software development firm. And so, usually, you know, it's tech or tech adjacent companies are currently the ones we're helping. Mm. Um, really, we don't have sort of a, a solution for like brick and mortar, but definitely, um, it could be a traditional company with a tech component. But that's sort of where our expertise currently lies. And typically, how long do these companies stay in the program? Yeah, sure. So, so um, the companies that, that that get accepted, it's a uh, three month um, accelerator in Houston. Um, they are down there for a week every month. Um, they get a lot of pitch training, um, uh, and with the idea that um, companies coming out of it will will seek additional investment. So, so personally, um, my father and I. We are limited partners in the SoftTech Venture Fund, and so we kind of have a vested interest in these 120 companies that are coming through the studio. And what types of companies are you looking for right now? Um, you know, uh, personally, you know, really cool companies. You know, I think, I think part of, as we were sort of, you know, discussing before this started, right, I'm enjoying meeting new companies, and I mean, learning about them, and I, I think the problem is, is finding out about them so if they mm-hmm. if, you know I, you know I, I don't know how we become a lightning rod but if we can become a lightning rod the more companies we find because you know I think just by you know by the nature of it you know six people aren't gonna apply and get in right so I think we want to just really see the companies out there doing cool stuff and and honestly yeah just cool companies and and you know obviously with a tech bent 
Mm-hmm. And as we were talking before we started the official podcast, let's talk a little bit about the current state of startup activity and venture fund activity with interest rates higher. And we've seen, you know, some high-profile companies kind of get get their funding pulled, you know, nationwide. And how are you navigating through that? Yeah, so it's a really great question as well. So we are trying, uh, you know, as an LP, but a very active LP, the Softic Venture Fund is looking to raise $50 million dollars. Um, we've raised, I think, close to 36 at this point, and I want to say that the macroeconomic situation is making it one of the toughest times in 10 years, you know, to raise these funds. Um, we would argue there's really good value because um, you've got good companies um, that are very, being very um, smart with their funds, you know, to, to stretch it out. But you also got the flip side of investors protecting and holding on to cash for their current investments. So. Um, you know, we think the diversity of companies is really good, but we're, we're running up against, um, you know, part of the reason for this upcoming event is to show investors what cool companies are and, and hopefully they'll invest in the fund and follow on investments in the companies. And so you're really committed to this concept because right now you're, you're in, you, you know, you have a history in real estate and of course we've seen changes in commercial real estate and, and some things being right around this here in the Milliard buildings being converted to housing and, and, and a little pullback. How are you navigating that kind of issue with your overall companies? Yeah, well, we've been, you know, I think we've been fairly fortunate on our real estate side. I mean, I live in Boston, right? And they're seeing huge vacancy, you mm-hmm. know, in the office. I think um, being in Concord and Portsmouth, where, you know, knock on wood, kind of insulated there. Um, but what really excited us is one of the companies that went through the Zoftech Venture Studio, um, Vision X, uh, it's virtual optometry. They've moved into a co-working space in Concord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, I know Alpha Loft did this in the past. Like, it would be great to get, you know, uh, like a critical mass of companies doing some really new and innovative things, you know, working together, whether it's our place or someplace else, you know, obviously it's great if they're, you know, sure. members of a co-working space, but just, I think them bumping up together, right? is going to inspire more innovation. Just having them all in the same place and sharing expertise and advice and things like that. Correct, yeah. Because it does exist in the state. It's just a matter of bringing them all together. Yeah, and I mean, we worked a lot with SBDC and SBA, SCORE, and Mm. I think we're all trying to get those companies to come out of the woodwork, and I think we're all very realistic that, and and the Tech Alliance as well, right, all very realistic that these founders have their head down, Mm -hmm. right, and we need them to kind of pick their head up and, and hopefully ask for help because I think there are a lot of people really interested in giving them that guidance and, and, and investment, you know, if, if they ask for it. You know? so you're kind of looking for that nudge or maybe some companies out there, some startup fund founders who don't, don't know that there's somewhere they can go for some help at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so we've, we've really liked what the Tech Alliances have been doing with the Innovation Summit and, and, you know, we've participated and sponsored that. This will be our second year. But... Um, the event we're doing on October 10th, I think, will be not new, but I would say different in the current situation is like a purely pitch event where we're really trying to get angel groups and investors to meet, you know, 10, 11 companies. And that's happening at the Bank of New Hampshire stage? Correct. Mm-hmm. Can people, is that open to the public or is that closed? No, it's free. Um, it's free. It's open to the public. It's uh, 5 p.m. on October 10th. Um, there's a registration on Eventbrite, um, also on our website and Facebook. But um, yeah, we'd love to do it. And so we've got 
um, 10, 11 companies pitching, and then we've got some really cool food and beverage startups um, doing uh, like a show, and then all the all the companies will do a showcase after they pitch, um, and then there'll be some food and beverage uh, starts to kind of enjoy and network and, and continue the conversation. That sounds like a fun time. Yeah, we're, we're doing some work with the Proc of the Year program for the Tech Alliance, and, and as soon as you, you talk about the pitch event, it made me think about how companies need to get their ideas down and, and be able to express them. They may have cool technology, but they don't know how to tell a room full of people why it's so cool. Well, so I went to the Product of the Year event last year, and so with my background in urban planning, there was um, some construction tech there. I mean, it's it's a cool program. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys are doing stuff with them on, on that. How in the world did you go from commercial real estate and urban development into this? Like, what was the transition for you? Um, so I'm going to try to make this sound like it makes sense because it makes sense <laughs> in my head, which I don't know if that's a problem. If it doesn't, it doesn't to you. Um, but uh, so um, when I joined the family real estate business, I kind of call it like internal placemaking. Mm. Um, and, you know, so I'm, I'm like that 30 year old, 38 year old who's really bothering my father and, you know, trying to do things new. And so we had some vacant space and we tried this co-working space and, um, you know, finding those. I think before the pandemic, no one wanted to pay the price of offices, mm -hmm. private offices. Then during the pandemic, everyone wanted their private office, right? And then it's been interesting. I think, you know, obviously there's a number of other co-working spaces in the state, but I think people started to understand as it was like in the media about remote work and all that stuff. Like we don't get the same sort of questions. People just ask what we offer and, you know, they make that yeah. decision. You know, there's not an education process. Um, and then, like I said, we had this, this situation where we just didn't have individuals in the space even though we're paying so I wanted to create this environment and and you know you can't curate it but we can try to guide yeah people and so um yeah it was how can we get more of those companies in and again as we were talking earlier right how do you kind of create that environment where they're all talking to each other I you know yet to be seen but that's kind of where we're going and and it just it kind of grew out of this discussion with the tech alliance and soft tech and then really kind of just picked up speed and we've been doing it for about a year now it's crazy how things happen the way they do i always find that fascinating <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a fun ride we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back facing an injury isn't just about healing bones and bruises it's about dignity and justice with sabbath law you're not alone on this journey we fiercely advocate for our injured clients across vermont and new hampshire Ever yearned for a true ally in a time of need? Find it in Sabbath Law. Unwavering in our mission, committed to setting things right. In moments where every choice counts, whom will you trust? With Sabbath Law, challenges evolve into victories. Together, we turn trust into triumph. And what did you learn from, and from working with closely with startups um, since you've been doing this, um, has it changed your way of thinking about how you do business? Because real estate's a much different world than than startup in terms of uh, you know the the how, where the money's going to come from and and, you know, and the, just the timeline things like that. Yeah. So um, hopefully my my father doesn't hear this. I think he'll, <laughs> he'll stop my plan. But I don't know if like co working is like the end game. You know mm. that flex office is the end game. But I think it's very apparent that five, seven, ten-year leases is also not the answer. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we're doing a lot of thinking now of 
how do you provide experience in that space? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting. Our tenants are mostly month to month in our co-working space. You know, some people just because of business decisions do longer, but most are month to month and it's sticky. You know, once you move, you know, you don't want to move again. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we like to sort of stay in touch and provide that, but yeah, it's, I wouldn't say the future of office because that might be a little overplayed and co-working might be overplayed, but you know, especially with people being more flexible with their family life, what does that look like if you're only coming in three days a week and who do you want to spend that time with? And you know, maybe you don't want to be making coffee and snack orders. Like yeah. what if we just provide that for you or like, sorry, not to go on a long spiel here, but, no, no, that's good. but sharing internet, you know, $300 a month and we don't even come close to using the bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So if we can kind of all share in the price effectively what you're doing in a co-working space by kind of mm -hmm. the fees, like, I mean, I think they're, I think they're cost savings and also, you know, you don't have to stay in that place or bring that service with you because you're in a three year contract, right? It's month to month, mm -hmm. you can come and go. And so I think there's just like a lot of efficiencies that can be explored in sure. commercial office. And so you're just kind of like trying to find the right product to meet the people's needs out yeah. there right now. Exactly. Have you had any in that you can remember in the past couple of years that you really enjoyed working with? Say that again. Um, like how, with the companies that you've worked with in the past couple of years, like have you had any that you really enjoyed or thought were like really cool? Yeah. So um, if you can speak to it. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, the so Vision X is one of them. That's just been really cool because we have. We're hoping, um, and I think uh, uh, they're ramping up, we're going to have a virtual optometry clinic in our co-working space. Huh. Um, so you'll have a tech, but that the doctor and physician can be elsewhere. Um, and uh, we've been doing a lot of work trying to connect with UNH, and they've been a, a great partner as well. And, you know, maybe is this a model that, you know, expands to universities, you know? So Vision X has been a really cool company to work with. Um, uh, actually, we haven't really worked with them yet, but we're hoping to work with them. Um, Shires, they're out of uh, Peterborough. It's a, um, a vegan nut cheese, and they'll be at huh. they'll be at the event. And um, you know, the founders are great, um, uh, and I just think they've got a cool product and a cool like story. And um, you know, I'm gonna see them in Whole Foods at a demo. You know, so they're they're out on the market. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it's even though kind of we're supporting tech, like I'm really, it's great to meet all the entrepreneurs that I'm kind of sort of seeing in the state. That's interesting. There's just so much happening. <laughs> yeah. Did that company do a rebranding? They did. Yes. Yeah. It was not an ordinary. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And, they, and yeah. they've been around for a few years now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think I haven't gotten to the point where, you know, we've only been doing this for a year, right? So our... I don't know if our impact has been meaningful, but I hope, you know, in time, our impact will be meaningful. I think so. Yeah. Especially if, you know, starting up is not easy mm -hmm. by any means, and funding is a major problem mm -hmm. that they need to focus on, not to mention the office space that you were saying, and all yeah. the fees associated with Wi-Fi, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, sometimes you just need that guiding hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't cite them off, off the top of my head, but uh, I'm sure you're familiar with how so many companies start up during tough economic times mm -hmm. they find a niche they find something that's not being done and doesn't scare them away yeah it's i mean the resiliency of the companies right like that's mm -hmm. that's fascinating um because they're all i think not you know not ever being a, a founder in that you know typical vc space mm -hmm. right they're like always fundraising and i mean the ability to do that and run a company and you know 
whatever else they've got going on, I mean, huge, huge kudos. Like it's, it's exhausting <laughs> listening to what yeah. they do, you know, and very impressive for sure. Now, I'm just trying, is there any coaching that you do to get them prepared for the pitch event? Because I know, Mike, you were kind of alluding to it before, how they don't sometimes, a lot of the times, yeah, they, they don't know how to speak camp. to it. They have a boot camp program as far as part of the year to, to, to help that. No, yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you, right? We are building this plane and flying it as we do this first <laughs> yeah. pitch event. You know, sure. I think we were we were given the great benefit of our relationship with SoftTech with um, a number of great companies that are willing to come up. Um Full disclosure, not a lot of them are from New Hampshire, but my yep. hope is in future years, we will, they will be able be. to do, yeah, we will do, and you know, we'll have that. Um, I know the SBDC does a great um, boot camp for pitching. I just think we crammed too much in the yeah. two or three months we planned sure. this. Um, and we also benefited, right, a lot of these companies coming out of the soft tech program ha- had that experience. But I think, you know, pending everything goes well, and we do this again, you know, I think there'll be more of a process. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, there'll probably be like an application and then a bit more of a multi-month process to get people. We're requiring three-minute pitches, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that's tough. It to, is. To condense yeah. everything down to three minutes and, and be compelling, that's tough. So um, we'd love to help companies in the future. But currently, we're we're kind of taking companies that other people have provided that expertise. Mm-hmm. Sure. And going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, well, just to, we were actually, uh, so we're talking to UNH. We have two UNH companies that are pitching. At first, great. Yeah, yeah. At first, I was thinking it was going to be two student companies, right? Student run, you know, good experience. Now we found two great alumni companies, um, Spider and Scrap, and they are, you know, you know, they've got the background from their time at UNH, right? So like, we're 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 lucky that these companies already are familiar with pitching. Um, in the in the future, I think that's something we're going to add so that we can reach more companies. Excellent. So we can expect some some pretty solid pitches yeah exactly that's what we're hoping and we're hoping these are investable companies and and investors that are willing to invest in the you know if it meets their thesis yeah i'm curious how the relationship is with the investors like how do you gain their interest how are you getting their participation in something like this yeah so that's a really good question so i mean we've always been real estate investors so our network of tech investors is not robust right and so I'm emailing angel groups. I'm, you know, having investor, you know, asking investors kindly to, uh, you know, um, share us with their network. Um, I think we're growing that list. Mm. I think they're. I think these investors are already seeing a lot of deal flow. So where I'm hoping we can add value is we're putting, you know, I'm getting to know these investors, so I know what they want to invest in, um, the right stage of company or its size of investment, and can kind of tailor it. But I'm still in that point where I'm kind of learning who invests in what and how much. Um, but our hope is that, you know, we're not just adding to a list. We're we're sending them some pretty sure. good companies, you know. Yeah, I, as you know, the networking is so important. I remember listening to a few uh, VC guys on stage at a Tech Alliance event, and they're talking about how they find how they what companies they invest in, and they pretty much said, "Yeah, I invest only in companies where I know the people." I mean, and I think that part has to do with they're going to be putting their money in the, in the hands of somebody, and they're going to be spending a lot of time with them, right? Mm. So that personality connection is huge, since they're going to be 
you know, they're going to be partners, right? They're not just handing their money and leaving. They're they're going to make, you know, they're invested in their success. So. Yeah. So this is where you know the partnership with Softec has been very valuable, right? Because they've done this before, right? Mm. And 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 so um, we, I, I probably can't say it here, but we kind of have a criteria that people have to be, you know, first rule be good people, first rule yeah. be good people, first rule be good yeah. people. You know, let, you know, we have that rule here too, yeah. right, Amanda? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know the. Um, Sorry, you, you hit on something else. Uh, um, the networking, networking, the connection, the... It's a partner. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I had something there, but I think, <laughs> you know... Uh, sorry. That's okay. No, you're I'm good. spacing okay. on that. Too yeah. many questions. No, yeah, we can we can move that out. So that's no problem. You did... Sorry, just quickly. You did hit on something with SoftTech that I think is interesting, is that we're leveraging their expertise... To, to do something. Shoot, you, you had a really good question there. I can't remember what it was. With maybe because some of the, the, these companies are companies they're familiar with, right? So they're kind oh, of yeah. minimizing the risk a little bit. Yeah, so, yes, exactly. So the typical company that um, the Softec Venture Fund and the Softec Venture Studio looks for are not kids right out of college. Mm. You know, we, we have, like, we have, a, we have a few great companies of younger founders. Um, but we're looking for people, this is like their second or third. So I wouldn't say that we need to know them, but I think we need to know that there's a track, track record. record. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and we, full disclosure, we've said no to people that just, we don't see that we can work, right? Like we just mm-hmm. can't work yeah. with them. And I think it's kind of better for everyone. Um, so yeah, no. So generally we skew to, you know, older founders. Um, but I think there's some crazy stats with the AARP about you know the number of people in their second third careers or sure. you know so there's a lot of experienced people that kind of know the pain points and know their industry well mm. and i think those are you know you can benefit from that as having a founder come from that kind of demographic mm-hmm. they maybe see a niche in their industry that hasn't been filled and they see something that they can contribute yeah like i've done a fair amount of work in prop tech and it's great when a coder comes to me and says hey i have this thing that a real estate professional would use and i'd be like your coding is great, but you're you don't understand real estate, right? Like you're not solving the problem in the way that it would help me. So like, let's massage it. So when you can find a coder that understands the real estate in this limited example, right? Then you know you've got someone who can kind of find the problem and and work on the solution. And sometimes the inverse happens, right? You have you're you're in real estate and you come up with an idea and you need a coder to to implement. <laughs> this is what you want this product to do, right? Yeah. I see that happen sometimes. Yeah, we, we haven't done that. We, we've found solutions. I mean, we're a pretty small company, but yeah, there are tons of larger real estate companies that, you know, they just they just hire a team and they build a product, a platform that make, you know, streamlines their processes. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait to see how, you know, once you're, you know, a few years into this, just the, the alumni that you're going to be able to build and the networks that you're going to be able gonna help facilitate. And I hopefully it will help boost the ecosystem of startups uh, in New Hampshire. So I wish you the best of luck coming up for the pitch event and everything. No, that's that's kind. I hope you can join us. I mean, I think it'll be a lot of fun and I'm sure it's also going to be a learning experience so we can do it again better next year. Yeah. And we get to learn more about who's existing right now in new hampshire with you know startups and what's happening what's oh he's looking for the next best thing the next dine that becomes oracle that becomes something else exactly so jamie thanks again for uh joining us today it was 
really interesting to learn more about Launch NH and everything that you guys are doing. So thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was great. Pleasure talking with you, Jamie. Yeah. Thanks, and Jamie. for everybody listening, be well.